Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. And welcome to No Church Answers, a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 266, hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab gloves, spin it around, bang! Not sure where you ended up, spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. That's where we're at. You know, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey, meeting daily challenges just like you. And that's why we're here. We're having a discussion for men. And you know what? We are taking any church answers. And, and we're glad you joined us. Uh, our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On Facebook, we're on YouTube, and at nochurchanswers.com. So please write our podcast and leave a review. And thanks so much. It wouldn't be possible without your support. And at this time, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, just introduce the panel, uh, world-class policy writer, professional gambler, and show producer, it's Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, hey Steve. A uh, former prosecutor and attorney, kind of the group historian, we call him the judge, it is Michael Cropper. Hey, hey Mike. guys. Hey, Mike. Hi, guys. And kind of a big deal in the corporate training world, kind of a the group theologian. We call him the professor. It's Robert Koshu. Hi, Robert. Hello, Robert. And my name is Bill Cox, and I am just basically the host. And at this time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, turn it over to start with uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. You know, we're going to we're going to start a new study this week on prayer. Uh, but before we get to it, I. From time to time, we, we talk about some current developments. Um, and last Zip week... from the headlines. <laughs> from yeah, the oh, headlines. yeah, occasionally we do. Occasionally yes, we occasionally. do. We're not really that type right. of podcast, but, but there, there's some things to talk about that, that to kick around. Last week, Houston Baptist University rather abruptly announced a name change to Houston Christian University. And they said this has been in the works for two years, but apparently it was very quiet because it suddenly happened and it's like the, no no preparation nothing like oh we're going to start this in no january debates. nothing yeah. nothing in the you know the next semester boom it is houston christian now uh, and looking back earlier this year our our publisher the publisher of the connect 360 series where we use a lot of these books went from baptist way press to gc2 press kind of very a little bit generic there and uh, looking around, in some cases, the Baptist name seems to be disappearing. And, and I, I did not notice this until last Sunday. We had a, a church event, a men's ministry event. And in the discussion, in the course of discussion, a, a gentleman stood up and basically said, hey, I'm a lifelong proud Baptist, but I'm noticing the name disappearing. And it is true. I can give you a lot more examples. I just don't want to get into it. But uh, looking at where, unfortunately, where things have been in the last 18, 24 months, um, is, is the Baptist name damaged? 
you might make us some references just to remind yeah. the people too. Okay, all right. Why, yeah, why, there's, a, right there's a reason you, we, we, we talked got, about we've last got, podcast. We've got, the, we've got certainly the very real news about Southern Baptist Convention, the sex abuse, and the uh, not so, only it, the, was the, it was the cover up. Not only yeah, that, the it cover, was a cover up, up. and yes. almost the the attempt to cover up the ensuing investigation right, into right. the cover up. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. and and we've we've talked yeah. about that. But there's that. There's that. There's the whole general sure. um, political Question, involvement yeah. of not every Baptist church, but certainly again the Southern Baptist Convention, yeah. and unfortunately, it's tarred with a broad brunch. Then you've got the other aspect of this, which the Baptist name isn't, it isn't protected the way Presbyterian or Lutheran or mm-hmm. other denominations are. So you get, you, get, you get extremists, you get people who aren't churches, like the Westboro Baptist is what I'm thinking of right here. Yeah. The, the group that goes yeah. out and, 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 and does hate demonstrations at veterans' funerals, they call themselves a Baptist church if if they had called themselves Westboro Presbyterian or Westboro Lutheran, a guy like you, Mike, would be on a cease and desist letter like that, right? Um, like that's absolutely <laughs> true. And and yeah, and, and unfortunately, now there are now again, we are not Baptist raised. There are there are polity reasons of that. There are structural organizations of that. So that is what I'm referring to now. Now, are we just? I mean. <laughs> So I'll turn it over. Yeah, so I was okay. address, okay. I want to address a little bit of why what Steve mm-hmm. just said. So Baptist in particular is a theological definition mm-hmm. more than anything else. So Baptist mm-hmm. stand for priesthood of the believer, soul competency, everybody's in charge of their own soul. Ba- free will. Believer's baptism. Yeah, free will. Um, church autonomy is a big deal, which is why there's Baptists can do basically anything they want as long and have the name Baptist in front of them. So certain organizations like the Southern Baptist Convention will choose to, or the Texas Baptist Journal Convention, which is what we're a part of, they'll choose to disassociate with that church and say, you can't send messengers, we're not giving you mission money, but that's really what it means at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And Oddly enough, and most people are going to totally freak out about this. You know what the biggest thing Baptists were known for in the early 1800s and late 1700s? Religious liberty. Mm -hmm. They were the ones who, if you had talked to a Baptist back then and said, we should have prayer in school, the Baptist would have been the first one going, wait, 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 whose prayer? Are we going to do that Catholic prayer? Are we going to do the Episcopalian? No, 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 no. We can't do that because we have soul competency and free will and all of that. Now, I've had some conversations. I know several alumni at HBU. Um, I was just talking to the head of the Baptist student ministry at HBU a few seconds ago. Which they now call BSM on yeah. their website. <laughs> well, it, well, okay, okay. okay. They, right. They've been using that forever. Well, actually, when I was at school, it was the Baptist use... Student Union. Yes. And oddly enough, <laughs> and oddly enough, guess which school in Houston didn't have a Baptist Student Union in it when I was in college? U of H? No, HBU. HBU. <laughs> because, oh, they had a, because they called it a Christian-like mm-hmm. 
right. piece. Yeah. And so they, they've kind of flipped their names around here a little bit. So, but but it's it's one of those. It's in my mind, Baptist. I don't have any problem with the school like HBU doing it because, according to the people I've talked to, it's it's more broadening what they really are mm-hmm. versus what their name says. I have much more problems with churches dropping it. Because to me, it's a theological statement. Okay, I'm sorry, Mike. That was my long. <laughs> well, I was watching Bill closing. Bill's I closing his eyes it. over here, guys. He should have. Prof- he he I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say something, but let Bill. Bill, he, go ahead. He should have prefaced this to make a long story uh, the same way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to make a long story longer. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> right. Mike, approximately I mean. the same length, long. Um, okay. No, I, want, I want to be here. Actually, I, I was an interesting point. I want uh, to be here. Uh, sort of well, but here's the thing. Obviously, some some names get stained. Uh, I was uh, in the International Live Event Society. Uh, no, it, it was called the Interva- International Special Event Society, which was called ISIS. And uh, then that, <laughs> that 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 name that name kind of fell out of favor, and so they changed imagine, it to Idalia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Imagine that. Uh, imagine that. So, uh, you know, it's certainly names definitely fall out of favor, and and and, and I get it. What Steve's saying, and and he's right. But let me talk to the rest of you. Who wouldn't want a smaller target on you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. This is some bad stuff that the Baptists are absolutely going to have to deal with. No question about it. But it just goes to show that they are not immune from what is societal ills. It's happened to the Catholics and and the others and so many other groups. It's, hey, it is part of uh, societal uh, woes or things that you things that you need to deal with so anyway with that i'm going to go ahead and i'm just gonna uh we're gonna come up for air real quick and i'll read i'll just read the uh the well scripture. can i can i make a comment about it yeah go ahead all right real quick uh folks i accepted christ in 71 i've said that a few times at that time i attended baptist temple of heights and i can remember telling people when i accepted christ that i was a baptist i was proud of it um back then it's pretty common however to see denominations attached to the church's names and still is as you know it but it's not uncommon to see a church drop the denomination from their church name. One of those folks you might see is Lakewood Church. They were similar to God originally. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and, they were, and, back when they were in the feed store. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Evangelistic right. Temple was also similar to God, and they changed it and changed Evangelistic yeah. Temple. So uh, I'll, I'll go right to the point. The point is, it's not unusual to change. Right now, a lot of churches which are called non denominational churches are having a lot of success. Okay, now the bigger picture is not whether you're Presbyterian, Lutheran, Baptist. It's whether or not you're a Christian, right, guys? So I can go either way with that depending on what the people want. The overreaching umbrella is I'm a Christian, and our church believes in fundamental Christians or evangelical Christianity. And and the point is I, I, I'm either way with that. Now, Steve's question was, are we dropping the names because of the smirching of the name or the, the, the insinuation. Yeah, I, I think it's a catalyst, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I would I assume that it's a catalyst to speed it up, but most of the churches have probably considered that anyway. 
But anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, One real Bill. quick thing. If you want to know what Man Up believes, go to our website, www.nochurchanswers.com, and you can read our actual statement. We we actually put some thought into it and wrote a what we believe is Man Up. So get a plug for the website while we go through that. Okay, I need to go back and read mine. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, and with that, we're going to go ahead, and uh, this is the scripture for today. It's Ephesians 6, 17 through 20. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whatever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. I do tell you right off, Bill, that praying is more of a mystery than salvation to me, right? Because we're looking, always looking for a right combination of statements, quoting scripture, spending time and everything to get a response from God, right? And so... To me, uh, Paul says uh, salvation, uh, pray that I'll share the mystery of the gospel. To me, we would love to have a great recipe that would get God's attention every time we pray it and use it every time the same way. Let me give you that recipe right now. (laughs) And this is, uh, and I'm glad you said that because the types of prayer, and I thought that I have, and, and there's only really three as a spice, like before meals. Just throw out a general prayer, okay? Leading a group in prayer. That's where I have to consider my own position, my own spirituality, and not get over my skis. You know, I'm not Moses leading this group. I'm just leading a prayer, okay? And then the personal prayer, the emotional prayer, where I just represent myself to God the the one that's just the pure like if you ever got coke syrup out of a machine that didn't have any soda just the pure <laughs> firm emotion uh, that you have um, those are the three types of well, prayers that I have well, well you're going to be my mentor then because, <laughs> okay. because you're already into it deeper than because what I, and I kind of this is why I titled it you know I'm not a Lord I am not a praying man I think for men prayer is difficult I, it's Absolutely. always been difficult for me uh, it's and I, I did some reading on this and essentially it's difficult in general because it forces us really to confront the actual supernatural aspect of our religion. Sure. Uh, we, we, it does really require faith. That's what, that's what Richard Foster in, in Celebration Discipline writes about prayer. It really is faith because you're praying to God because you believe he can change something. To, to an atheist, you're wasting your time. To a non-believer, you know, sure. what the heck are you doing? You're talking to an entity that doesn't exist. You are putting your faith to work. And as you said, in, in, in some cases, the most personal ways and, and it kind of 
it's hard because we are we are raised and and I think it's always been true, but even now because we know a lot more about science, you know, the universe is a closed system. We may have a choice, but once it's set, the outcome's inevitable. We pray because we believe God can intercede. That is that is a powerful thought. I, I mean, let me say it again: that, that we believe God can intercede. He can cure somebody who has incurable cancer. He can change things that nature says can't be changed. And there are people I know who testify to this. And I think that's what makes it scary. Because once you go down that road, it, it ha you have to adjust your reality. You have to, you, you, if you're really earnestly praying, you can't help but embrace the supernatural the aspect uh, and uh, of this and 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 which is which is which is scary because mm. well actually i and you know i've prayed my whole life but the one time my prayer was answered and i know for a fact was when i was sitting in church with my girlfriend and she was getting ready to kick me to the curb mm -hmm. i totally deserved it the preacher was talking about put your family first and I'm a family of one, and I was thinking, no problem. But then he started talking about the wonders of family. <laughs> and I remembered growing up as a kid with my own family. And it, when it came time to pray after the sermon, I said, God, I want a family like what the pastor's talking about. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> Beverly touched my hand. Oh. I took that as prayer answered, and I mean it. You know what I'm saying? I oh, remember yeah. it vividly, and it did. It did change my life. It absolutely changed my life. Um, I felt I was spoken to, and I, hey, if you ask for it, you need to go with it. <laughs> I, you know, and and I did, and it's just how how do you choose it? I mean. Am I going to say, ah, uh, can you get me to the end of the day? You know? <laughs> no, no. So, and, and, but see, that's also the thing because I'm kind of an indie filmmaker. And I mean this when, when you're doing group prayer and you're leading group prayer, you need to understand what your position is among that group. And what you're leading that group to, and you know, because um, I I've I've heard some group prayers, and I I just felt sorry for the people, you know. The people well, in the group I, I, or the I, person I, praying? Huh? The person the praying pr or the people in the group? <laughs> the the, pe the people of the group because oh, okay. they had okay. they had they had real needs and concerns. Okay. And it was all almost as if the person that was praying was not tuned in enough to the people to actually help. And so my point is, if, if you're going to pray for a group, know the group, care for the group, know the and, and know the cares of the group, too. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And so uh, if you're going to do it, be if you're going to do it, be productive. You know, I mean, that's 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 the only thing. So, so it's it, interesting. So. Bonhoeffer and his cost of discipleship. So one, one of my favorite theologians, 
He, he said prayer is the supreme instance of, hit, of the hidden character of Christian life. It is the antithesis of self-display. When men pray, they have ceased to know themselves and know only God whom they call upon. Excellent. And that is just, to me... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's outstanding. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. And welcome back. (laughs) This is No Church Answers. My name is Bill Cox. We are talking about prayer. We're going to go ahead and uh, go to Mr. Steve Titch. Oh, good heavens. I I would like... Well, I'll take it if you want. I'll take it. Uh, Well, Robert just left us with that... uh, uh, quote from Bonhoeffer, I've been, I've been with Foster, uh, and he writes, really, at, that prayer ushers us into the perpetual communion with the Father. Uh, and so, you know, when we think of prayers, we think of, certainly we think of our, our needs, um, our petitions, as, as they would say, in, to use a church word. The discipline is the, the idea of, of really being in this constant communication or this constant connection with God the Father. And again, in the weird Trinitarian, hard to understand thing, the Holy Spirit pushes us in that direction. It's, uh, don't, don't ask me to get into the, the theology of this kind of, <laughs> we, we, we sh- other than we should pray so we can pray better. And, but it's really, we, the, the more the the way it's supposed to work, the more we pray, the more in tune we come, the more in, in in tune we come with God's plan for the world, our our role in that, our direction from God, and it's it is undeniably mystical. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say that I can't explain it, although. I, I do know that prayer, no matter prayer, no matter how it comes out, if God so-called answers prayers or doesn't, prayer seems to reinforce the faith of Christians I know, no matter what the outcome. They're, they're not in it for the outcome almost. They're in it for the relationship. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the other part of it is, is... We always think of prayer as a one-way conversation, that, that we're talking to God. 
and the reality of it is if you read scripture over and over and over again from Abraham through Jesus to Paul there's supposed to be a two-way communication here and somehow we we have corrupted that in our way of thinking and and I think some of it's our western way of thinking because we tend to think about it as a one-way conversation we're going to God and then don't even get me started on the Christmas list people you know but there's more to it I I think part of it is and I think part of it Paul reveals this when he's talking here it's praying in the spirit always and man I wish I knew what that meant (laughs) I'm so glad you said that absolutely what does that mean I really wish I knew what that meant Yes. Well, I can tell you, uh, people are praying when they're in the foxhole, that's for sure. And oh, yeah. so it means praying every other time. <laughs> well, it, th- those, are, those are what I call the 911 prayers. Absolutely. And, and then, but Steve, Steve talked about it being a discipline. And, and, he's, and he's quoting the seminal Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. I think Steve's got the fifth edition? <laughs> Sixth kind of edition? dog-eared. I've I've got I've got the first I've got the old one. It just says revised. <laughs> yeah. Which revision is it? We talk about it as exercising your faith muscle because if you're gonna you know it's like anything you're doing if you're gonna exercise daily you have to exercise. You know I'm I'm doing better I'm finding myself walking better because I made a concerted effort the last two weeks at work to say hey it's nine o'clock or ten o'clock depending on what day it is because I have some meetings I can't get out of. And I'm going to go work. We, I work in Triddleland Town Center. So I've got about five different paths now developed that are about 15 to 20 minutes. So at either 9 or 10. And then at 2 or 3, once again, depending on what day it is because meeting schedules, you know, I'll go out and walk one of those paths just because it's like i got to get out and move a little bit more than I have been. And, and it's a discipline, though. I have to make myself do it because it's easy to sit there and go, oh, i got stuff to do. You know, it's easy to sit there and go, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to do these things. And I think that's what Paul is guarding us against here, is he's telling us it is a pray-at-all-times type situation as we go through. Well, okay, yeah, thank you. Um, Folks, the section that Bill read to us and the section that we were looking at in Ephesians has to do with putting on the whole armor of God. Uh, uh, let me tell you what our, our lesson, what the directive is in our lesson. The main idea is effective prayer is true, aggressive, warfare praying. And then, so so I ask the question, I'm going to tell you this, what I, what I think here. So I ask the question, so if I don't pray with warfare tactics and I don't pray in an aggressive manner, is God not listening to me? Is that what this guy's saying or suggested? But you guys have already hit on a number of details. And Bill, you started off just right. Folks, yes, it, it, when Paul is talking to us in Ephesians, he, you go to Ephesians 6, 12, and 13. He says, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Well, folks, you can't 24-7 go like that. 
there are times when you're going to pray that manner, right, guys? You all know that. And there are times when we're going to say, the Lord just blessed you with a raise or a new job or something. You're going to say, Lord, thank you so much. You're not going to say, I'm going to put on my armor and praise God for giving me this new job or giving me, a, a, a you know, my child, got, my son or daughter got a new job that's great. Oh, praise God. You're not going to put on the armor of God. So, so everything is relative. And you can't pray the same way twice, I don't think. Right? And, and, and we were just talking this earlier, folks. We look for a mystery. We look for a, a, a combination of scriptures and a combination of words, the right things to say. And Bill brought up something in public, which which the Pharisees were notorious for, for praying in public and being really proud and obnoxious, right, and selfish and trying to show how religious they were. But what Bill was talking about, when he says when you pray in public, he what he's saying, folks, is you pray from your heart and you know the needs of the other people. Because let me tell you, I, I'm going to tell you what Bill gloss of, there's so much in prayer, and we're going to look at it, what, the next 12 lessons or so? Folks, when you pray from your heart, the Lord hears you. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't pray from your heart, he, he, there's a good chance he's not listening to you. For instance, Lord, can I have a Mercedes tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> oh, Lord, give me a Mercedes. My friends all have Porsches, right? There's, there's certain things you just don't pray. And, and when you, the, the longer you become a Christian, the longer you are a Christian, the longer you study the, the scriptures, you, you figure this out. You figure out there are times to pray to them. There's things to ask for. And as they have spoke, here's another thing. And, and what Robert says, how in the world do I know when the Spirit is leading me to do something? Mm-hmm. And that's simply you look at the scripture. And, and, and my, my greatest times, and again, we're, we're shotgunning this, folks. My greatest times when I sense the Spirit of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, is when I sit down and I type on my computer the thoughts of the day and what we've covered in the podcast and what we've done. And, and, and many of the Baptists call it quiet time, right? We're raised with that. Uh, and, and I type on there and I, and I say, Lord, are you trying to tell me this? And I sense his presence with me. But he doesn't necessarily talk to me, but it's like the Spirit leads me. And I will go back and erase some of my statements. I'll rewrite them and rewrite them because I'm seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Right, Robert? And we don't always get it unless we slow down and we ask him and we look for it. But even then, so some, and then finally, folks, how many times have you prayed and not got what you wanted? We, a lot, well, right? We did a podcast go, go, on that. We did a, a TV yeah, show. Yeah, I've got more to say, but go ahead. And Somebody else wants to chime in on that. What, what, what Foster also recommends is using your imagination, and, and that, that's there's one for everybody, especially. Uh, yeah. Well, you you actually you're doing it, and and uh, Bill here was a is a filmmaker and a definitely creative person. He Foster says almost get childlike about it. Imagine, imagine Jesus in the room with you. Mm-hmm. Just you know, blessing people. Um, you know, and he mentions you know, if if you're on an airplane and you want to pray, imagine Jesus coming down the aisle, just laying a hand on each person. Sometimes maybe prayer is in words. Prayers are just direct thoughts and images. There's one for our our filmmaker, and <laughs> and and maybe that's in a cue of you know maybe how children pray. Uh, Jesus is there laying his hands on us. 
See, a lot of people don't understand about, they, they have questions about prayer. How do I know if they were answered or, or anything? Okay, understand this. Let's, let's just dial it back a little bit. Let me give you a real, uh, an example of what prayer is if I wasn't praying to God. Uh, when I had a child, I, I was totally stupid. My <laughs> wife knew what to do. I had no idea. Of course, they don't come with a manual or anything. So what I did is I would just think back, what would my dad do? And that helped me so many times as I was raising my children. I would just think, if I did this, what would my dad do? And I just switched places with my dad. I was, instead of being the kid, I was the dad. So to think about that as far as prayer, what would Jesus do? do in this situation would I be proud should I be proud should I work hard should I apologize should I forgive you know what I'm saying so many of that uh, of the questions of life that are spiritual questions are fairly simple if you just frame them the right way and so I just wanted to throw that example out. We are getting ready for our second break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And that's the buzzer you hear if you give a church answer. And this is No Church Answers. My name is Bill Cox. We are talking about prayer, and I'm going to go to, uh, I'll go to the professor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The I, did, finger I did the old fake, I did the old fake out on the producer. <laughs> An old no, pass. It, it, it's, it's one of those, you know, when you, when you teach a lot, you start, okay, I'm going to ask a question, and nobody looks at you, because everybody in their head is going, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact, right. don't make eye contact, right. don't call right. me, right. don't make eye contact. So, I always view it as something that, it takes practice to do anything in life and you know if you if you want to start knowing things you, you were talking about Beverly earlier and hanging out with your wife and you know you you stay married as long as some of us have been married you start to know things and do things right. you know just because you've been around them mm-hmm. and I think the way we commune with God I think Mike mm-hmm. gave a great description earlier of what he does and the more you do that, that's an attitude of prayer, the more you start picking up what God is talking about and what God's will is. It, it's one of those, how do you know God's will? I have no idea. I just know that at certain points I know I should probably do it this way, <laughs> you know, because I try to make an effort to do the quiet time and commune with God. 
and do those things. And I think that's part of it. Interestingly enough, that's what I was looking at. Bonhoeffer broke up prayer into prayer and intercession into two distinct categories. And intercession is the praying for other people, right. which when you talk about prayer, that's what most people think about. You know, because the standard church answer, go ahead and buzz me, Bill, is, I'm sorry, I'll pray for you. Yeah, I'll pray for you. <laughs> you know, and, and I think when we say that, A, that is the right thing to do, but if you're not a praying person, shut up. Right. Don't tell people you're going to do it if you don't pray. Yeah. And people, That's, don't and don't and turn people, it into simply a pleasantry. Basically, yeah. Well, yes. how, yeah. how in the world do you know what to pray? Yeah. You uh, hear people you, say, well, my, my, uh, what, when is it hard to pray? When you see a child with cancer mm-hmm. or you see a family that's killed on the, on, on the, on the TV, right? Mm-hmm. The whole family is so, killed because a drunk driver hit him. So, and the people say, pray for them. I, I would say no. That's that may be more the easiest. I mean, I, I don't mean to make that to light me is hard. I say I don't know what to pray. That's a good discussion because the word I think the word's cut out for you. I, I, actually, yeah. I was picking up what Robert said. The you know the I guess with the with the shootings and such and I, it began it became a thing on social media. My thoughts and prayers. Oh, are we offer our thoughts and prayers? It almost does become a pleasantry. It is sad because a lot of people who are not Christian purely made fun of that and ridiculed people. But I know there were people out there better than I am who probably were doing meaningful prayers. But let sure. me get to you. Sure. The idea of yeah. meaningful prayer. That's that's the that's that's what comes back to the important part of our faith, and right. and it's it's difficult kind of to get your arms around, but to, I think it starts by saying, Lord, I pray, look after these people, put your blessings and caring and comfort, be be with them. You're actually and and you're actually putting your faith to work because you believe God will at least do that. No, there's no guarantee of justice, you know. Even with that, right. you know, the, the the junk driver gets off. Bring right. some peace if they can't get closure in this life. Right, peace and, and, and peace but, and comfort. But that, but yeah. I, yeah. Mike, to, to be honest, I think it it takes work to really cut to the sincerity of it, and I think that's hard. It's just like just like saying "I'll pray for you" is becoming a pleasantry prayer itself shouldn't be a pleasantry with god it it's got to be heartfelt and i think as a, as a man that's what i have the most trouble with just I really agree. really wrapping it around and and as as robert says it's it's a discipline it takes it takes work it takes practice you've got to start somewhere take take a page out of the out of islam <laughs> set aside five times a day to pray <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, mark mm-hmm. it in your, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, the specific time. Alert and, on your phone. But but put it, you know, you put you put your dentist appointments, you put your your daily stuff on your calendar. There's no reason you can't do that, even if it's five minutes, ten minutes, just like you start out. You know, you start out running a mile and then you mm-hmm. get to two and three and you get better at it. But I think and it's maybe it even starts with that. You know, just reaching out, not only to your circle, but the I getting in the habit of reaching out to people who are distant from yourselves, people you may not know, um, and to ask God's grace and mercy on them. And of course, we didn't talk about this, but it's really important. 
praying for your enemies. Praying that you know, praying we've got that, yeah, twelve more to do. Yes, <laughs> yes, we got. I'm sure it'll. I'm sure it'll come up. But but it's uh, we, we're kind of keeping things general I know, I know, in this first I know, week. Steve, I'm but kidding. but no no I'm I'm it's it's uh, it really is hard. That's why I think we have. Well, I don't trouble with it. I don't think everybody's called to be a prayer warrior. Well, there's prayer, but but that's 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 uh, coming back. Well, I that's what that he's term. listening actually, actually, here. Yes, that Joyce Meyer says a lot of this battle stuff. This this uh, Joyce this, Meyer this, says this I event, can't. This men's yeah. ministry event among the things that was discussed was the fact that the church uses much too much militarist yeah. language yeah, yeah. in this day and well, age. We've all met people um, and talked to people in the church, and they can pray for hours. Joyce Meyer says, oh, if I pray more than fifteen mm-hmm. minutes, I go to sleep. But I, I Martin, think, just a minute, just a okay. minute. Martin Luther says the fewer words, the better. <laughs> yeah, the, the fewer words, the better when you pray. Uh-huh. So I guess it depends. And, and coming back to what you just said, it depends on your heart, right? But that's, yeah, I, yeah, think, go ahead, go I think prayer warriors, for all I know, they're, they're the one, they're the marathoners. <laughs> you know, I don't, you can ask them, when was the, when did you decide, or right. when did you start praying? Well, I used to pray for five minutes or a few minutes at a time. The next thing I knew, I was working at it. And yeah, yeah that, I think I think they can get to that point, but I don't I don't think there's there's partly a spiritual gift to it, but I don't think it's I don't think it's unaccessible to regular Christians. Yeah. All right, we're coming down to the end of two sixty six, which is uh, the kickoff of. Praying, and this is from the Connect 360 from GC2 Press, not Baptist Way. <laughs> so, hey, any of you haters out there, just stop it. It's GC. So, anyway, what does GC stand for? Gateway. 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 Okay. Yeah. General Convention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> any, anyway, something. Anyway, we're coming down. We're coming down to the end of this. This is just way too much fun. Anyway, uh, we're going to get some takeaways from the fellas uh, about prayer and see professors on his phone. So he's doing the same thing as students do. So anyway, we'll go ahead and start off with the uh, professor. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm really looking forward to the 2-8. We've talked a lot about prayer in, in our, but we haven't really focused on it. I mean, we've done episode here and episode there. We've put it into other episodes but i'm really looking forward to a deep dive into this mystery of what i'm going to call our communion with god because in reality that's what it is you know what role does the holy spirit play what kind of prayers are there the the most important question that disciples ask jesus and and let's remember this about the disciples they heard jesus pray all the time and they themselves had prayed all the time and what did they ask him teach us to pray yes and that you know it's one of the most intriguing disciplines that we have as christians and so it's going to be an interesting 12 weeks excellent uh judge your honor yeah so how do i pray (laughs) my takeaways folks let me tell you, all of us are looking, and, and we mentioned this at the first, and we've been hitting on this off and on. All of us are looking for the perfect formula to touch God's heart and move him to answer our prayers. So 
How do I pray? Well, I'm going to tell you, it depends on the situation. Am I frantic? <laughs> Am I running out of options? I'm going to tell you an example, folks. That, that, in other words, what I'm trying to steer us away from here, folks, what, what we said in, 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 the, in our book is being prayer warriors, and the, uh, the author of our particular lesson that we're looking at seems to be directing us to put on the armor of God to pray as if we're warriors, as if we are actually fighting the, uh, the, the spiritual battle with Satan. And sometimes you will, folks. But I'm going to, depends on my situation and my frantic. Well, I was putting a new light fixture in my guest bathroom, folks. And there's two holes for screws, both on the mount and on the light fixture itself, one on the top and one on the bottom. And the sucker's heavy, okay? So I have to wire the light and I screw the nuts on with the wires and I'm holding the light with one hand. It's getting heavy, and I'm trying to put in this tiny little screw on the top of the light fixture, right? And you can't get to it because the ceiling is there, right, mm -hmm. guys? And so I'm going, I tried to put in the top screw a whole five or ten minutes till my hand was getting tired, and I says, okay, Lord, could you give me a little help here? <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all all done that at one point or another? And folks... I, I say it humorously, but boy, man, was I serious. And he says, well, why don't you put in the bottom screw first? <laughs> it's, nice. it's easy. But he didn't. Now, folks, he didn't say that. And by the way, one of the things we're, we'll be talking about is the fact that the Lord many times puts thoughts in our minds, right? And this time is how sometimes how he speaks to us. So anyway, so I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's like the, whole, the Lord said to the Holy Spirit, could be on a to says, you can put in the bottom screw, can't you? So I did, and it held the light just fine until I could figure out a way to put in that top screw with a piece of tape and a screwdriver. So anyway, on a more light note, sometimes we, we do talk to the Lord and we do ask Him in ways that can be humorous later, but that at the time you're struggling with it, you're trying to find an answer. And uh, I just want to encourage you, a couple of questions real quick. Does God hear our prayers? Absolutely, yes. Unless we, t we request something totally bizarre, and he probably still hears our question. He just doesn't answer us. So does God answer our prayers? Yes. But it may not be the answer we want to have or hear. It may be no. It may be way till later, or it may be someday, you know. So anyway, Bill? Uh, and a takeaway from the producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Well, it's always possible to pray. There's always time to pray. You might not be able to do everything. You might not be able to get to church on a particular Sunday. You might not be able to do the mission work you want or a service work you want. But you can always pray. And uh, it's like everything else. Start by making the time. Now, I, we're, we were laughing at Robert a minute ago. Instead of posting something on Facebook, imagine a Facebook to God. And post something to God, a memo, a thought, a a thank, look at me, thank you for this day. Thank you for, for that this line is drawn. Thank you that I was able to find the thing I'm looking for in this store. Please make this line move faster. <laughs> that, I, I, I say it just, but there's always time to pray. Uh, it's, and and just, gotta, just gotta make it, make the time, find it. Usually when you're doing something else uh, and it's not time wasted. Excellent. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I just have one uh, final thing to uh, mention about prayer. And when I pray the most sincere prayers, 
I'm really grateful that I do have the armor of God on me. You know why? Because I'm probably getting the crap beat out of me <laughs> at that moment. And I appreciate God protecting me. So, And with that, uh, thanks so much for tuning in to No Church Answers. Once again, on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu. My name is Bill Cox. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate it and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or nochurchanswers.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church. Don't know how much longer it's going to be that. Uh, <laughs> streaming service. It is on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate. And find a, find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there isn't one, go ahead and start one. But don't take any church answers. It is on Facebook, YouTube, SugarlandBaptist.org. Starts Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate. And find a, find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there isn't one, go ahead and start one. But don't take any church answers. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. 